You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Thanks for checking out the Redux Church Podcast, a place for genuine conversation covering scripture and the principles we glean from it. Now, here's your host. All right, welcome back, everybody. We are in Acts chapter 11. So excited to have you in this conversation with us as we continue today. Uh, this is uh, Wayne. Uh, delighted to be with you. I have, uh, as I said last episode, my partner in crime, Jeremy. Jeremy, tell everybody hello. Hello, everybody. Okay, so say a little more than just hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's <laughs> you are glad, not shy and bashful. I'm glad to be here. All right. Um, yeah, I'm excited about. Uh, I've, I've I've just been excited about this passage. You know what, man? I know I say it all the time, though, Wayne. It's become cliche. People are going to be like, "Well, I, I know one thing about today's podcast. Jeremy's excited about the passage they're reading." <laughs> Well, you know, if we're not excited about what we're doing, we probably ought to stop doing it. Yeah, that's probably true. So I think our audience is going to be excited that uh, <laughs> we're excited. Yeah, let's stop using that word. <laughs> All right. Well, what we want you to do right now is uh, take a break. Uh, go put on some worship music. Uh, you don't necessarily have to put on worship music. You could just spend some time alone with the Father, but... But um, in our uh, culture, society, we tend to be helped by some music. Uh, spend some time in worship. Uh, get your heart ready to uh, listen to the voice of the Spirit. See what God would uh, speak to you while we're having this conversation. And, and uh, see if your life can't be changed and transformed on, on some level. What do you think about that? I, I think you're right. You concur. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I say it all the time. The uh, only thing we have to give is ourselves. That's and, it. And in worship, you know, specifically, that's our what we have to give is uh, because, it, you know, everything else we have is borrowed. We don't, we don't get more of him because we gave him more of us, but giving him more of us helps him understand more of him. That's right. So. That's so good. I like that. All right. Well, we're going to assume that you've gone and done that. You've come back, uh, rejoined us. Uh, so here we are. We are in uh, Acts chapter 11, and we are picking up in verse 11. Here we go. And behold, at that very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were sent to me from Caesarea. And the Spirit, God, told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel stand in his house and say, Send the Joppa and bring Simon, who was called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God saying, then to the Gentiles also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. I don't believe them. <laughs> Wow, what a way to start. I know, right? <laughs> Mm-mm. 
Um, I have read ahead. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they they reserve the right to change your mind. How's yeah, that? That's fair. We'll take that. Um, Here, here's the thing. I, I love the fact that um, he's he's positioned. Like last week, you know, we started this whole process. He he shares the vision, and we find that um, that the guys were not happy about him going to the uncircumcised, right? And then he goes, no, but listen, here's what happened. And he tells him like, okay, I had that vision. That's one thing. But then someone's right there at the door and they, and I go with them and I share this message and, and his kicker is this. And I don't, and I love this. Verse 16 is really uh, 16 and 17 is, is the, uh, we'll call it the proof in the pudding, right? Mm-hmm. He says, and I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then, if, 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 if then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? It's really simple. That's the qualifier. Yeah. You can look and go, wait a minute. If the Gentiles are not allowed to be a part of this, then why is it God is blessing them and, and baptizing them with the Holy Spirit the same way he did us? But I wonder, I want to ask you this, Wayne, and, and of course you can come back to this if you've got more points you'd like to hit on, but do you do you sense in this um, the lack of exclusivity being somewhat of the resistance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think as Christians, we, we fall into this trap that that we want to have some type of secret society. Yeah. Uh, we want to have some type of uh, um, patch to wear, so to speak, that says we are somebody because we're this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you look at this passage, and, and here's the piece that, that really gets me, Jeremy. Um, we were talking in last week's episode um, about hearing the voice of God. Every man can hear the voice of God. Uh, we sort of poo-poo that down a lot in the modern-day church for the safety of, of written scripture. Uh, here is a group of, of men who are not Jews and not New Testament converts. Yeah. These are Gentiles who do not know God. Right. And God has revealed himself clearly in speaking to them. They have heard and they have responded in obedience. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. Can we, the church, learn from the Gentile who has heard God's voice when they did not know him and responded in obedience to experience what God has for us. No. <laughs> I mean, if you're asking. If that's if that's the true answer, we're all doomed. Well, you know, well, here's what <laughs> I'm saying. This will be our last podcast, know, folks. Right? <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, I think I, I want that to be the case, right? I hope that's the case. And I think, you know, obviously in pockets, it is the case. But, you know, I was just thinking about... Um, there are people, well, let's just go with personalities. Um, 
I want to stay away from picking one because I'm sure there'll be a reason for people to stop listening when I do. So I'm just going to not pick one. But there are personalities who proclaim Christ or proclaim a an experience with God that from from their proclamation all the way down through their activity, their absolute, at least, at the very least, their public actions are consistent with the character of God that we reject from having a genuine experience because of our own uh, religious cultural positions, but not scriptural positions, not even scriptural positions, but literally just our cultural, you know, the, the way we see church, Mm -hmm. for example, I mean, a, a simple one is they still cuss like a sailor. Yeah. We'll just take that one. Well, we don't really have any solid scripture. We have some, you know, blessings and cursings coming out of the same mouth. We have some yeah. things, but uh, but those are very much arguable positions, especially when you start translating <laughs> Greek and Hebrew. Yeah. Um, Greek. Um, so so you take something like that, and they're like, well, they're obviously not legitimate. They're not real. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when it comes to political figures, it doesn't really matter if they say I'm a Christian. That's the end. We're down. Yeah. We're on board. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't mean to open that can of worms. Okay. Did you, you hear it. the vacuum seal I, just pull I off? I did. I did. But you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's such an inconsistency. And that, to me, is actually more proof than anything as to where our convictions actually lie. If yeah. we as a Christian body have that much inconsistency on who we're going to have confidence in based on, on that, that alone, the fact that we want a, a political leader to have a certain bent that we have... Um, but when it comes to entertainers or athletes or somebody in the public figure or public eye, we're going to be as critical as anything. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Well, as, as you know, and I probably have made reference before, I, I grew up in some degree of hellfire and brimstone yeah. gospel. And, uh, you know, I, I remember having the understanding from the earliest of age that if you were in sin, and you can't see my air quotes. I, I'm, I'm dude, sure Jeremy no, can. No, but, everybody but heard him. Okay. I heard him. If, <laughs> if you were in sin, you cannot hear the voice of God. God does not speak to you. Yeah. That's an impossible thing to prove. And it's, and yet, the whole Jewish culture of religion exactly. is based on Abram, not yet Abraham. Right. Abram being called out of Ur of the Chaldees hearing the voice of God saying, leave your idolatrous nation, your idolatrous family, your idolatrous generation, and, and come follow me, and here's what I'm going to, go, here's what I'm going to do for you. Mm-hmm. So Abraham is that original precedent, so to speak, for what is happening right here in the book of Acts. And if it happened in the Old Testament and it happened in the New Testament after the resurrection of Christ, how much more should it be able to happen in our modern day and Listen. time that you could meet anybody in any restaurant, in any retail shopping establishment, in any gymnasium where you might go to watch a ball game, mm-hmm. uh, in any parking lot of Walmart that, quote, is not saved, sanctified, and delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in water, <laughs> blah, 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 and yet them have heard the voice of God and be seeking to follow him with their whole heart, even though they're dirty, nasty, unclean right. fish, and they still cuss like a sailor. Yeah, so here's the massive problem that we have is, uh, one, we expect people to conform to our image instead of God's. 
mm. as Christians. Two, we believe that because because you have to believe that that sinner sinners hear the voice of God. Otherwise, all we'd ever have with the, the Christianity would have died out years ago because we're all sinners. Yeah. So you can't come to meet Christ and accept him if you can't hear the voice of God. So that's a fundamental problem. So now that then says we have to then believe the only thing we can hear from God is the call of salvation. And there's no you're not going to find any potential not no, not even a hint of scripture that backs that up. No. That that the only thing you can hear from God until you've been saved is the call from God. That's just not going to be found. No. So uh, so that's exactly our problem. We, it starts with that right there, and it ends with, well, if they are a Christian, why don't why don't they act like I do? Because we think they they should be created in our image. And again, this is another God complex thing. It's like I'm perfect. Everyone knows to say they're not perfect. This is the problem. Nobody's really honest with themselves. Everybody knows to say they're not perfect. You're opening a can of worms. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sorry. <laughs> that was a lie. Uh, no, I. They they know to say that, and this is what makes what we do so difficult, Wayne. Especially here in the Bible Belt, and I, and you know when I say what we do, not this part, but when we're actually interacting with other Christians sitting across the table from us, yeah. and we're mentoring and we're discipling people, they all know what to say. So you and I have to get past the verbiage. Yeah, and and I'll just tell anyone who sits down to me with me to coffee, you're never gonna give me verbiage and make me go, oh, okay, cool. No, that's never going to happen. No, I'm going to know you by the spirit. I am going to get yeah. to know you. And I don't need you to say anything for me to 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 feel like I know what I'm supposed to do because I'm going to hear God's voice, effort to, and say what he's wanting to say. So I'm out of the equation. But that's the problem is that most people aren't out of the equation. And I mean, I'm not totally out. I want to be out. I effort for that. But they'll say, oh, no, I'm not perfect. I'm like, yeah, but you act like you are. I mean... Everything about what you're doing is indicative of somebody who yeah. is perfect. <laughs> I'm I'm not perfect, but I am the measuring stick exactly. by which I judge you. Exactly. Therefore, my imperfection is the new standard of perfect. Exactly. My imperfection's okay. Yours isn't. That's really what it comes down to. Mm-mm. I know, man. I know. How do we get on that? Where did I? How did I um. snowball into that? <laughs> Oh man! Well, it just goes back to he's he's making that case. He's making the case that um, he has to prove that what God is God said uh, is accurate. Because yeah. and 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 can I just say this? This is the other thing that's really I think is funny. I think it's funny because here's where I I am. At the end of the day, I hate using that phrase because I use it too often, but. Um, I've landed at this place that says, you know what? It doesn't really matter what anybody ends up thinking of me. What matters is what God thinks of me. And so I am genuinely, authentically trying to hear his voice, seek him. And when I say trying, I'm telling you right now, I am not laboring in this. It is not hard. Mm -hmm. I have come to a place where I'm very comfortable and have confidence when he speaks to me um, because he speaks to me all the time. There's a big distinction. Like I can tell the difference between me and him. I would argue kind of all the time. And by no means am I saying I'm perfect in any way. I'm just simply saying that I don't feel a need to justify myself to anyone. Okay. And and I think that um, at the end, almost said it. <laughs> I think what's important about that is, 
and I've said this before, people used to ask me, is this a sin? Is that a sin? They wanted, they wanted to know what they really wanted me to do is give them permission to do what they were doing. That's what they wanted. Yeah. And I would always tell them this back. If it's a sin and I tell you it's not, you think you're going to be cool? You think that's okay? <laughs> because yeah. I told you it wasn't a sin. That's going to be some, and I'm not saying that because you do this one sin, you're going to go to hell. I'm not even saying that. But when you stand before God and he's like, hey, why'd you do this? And you said, well, Jeremy said it was okay. You, you think God's going to be like, um, oh, well, then you're cool. You're, that's good. He's like, why didn't you ask me? And when he and when he comes to me and he says, "Hey, he's not going to say, Jeremy, you told all these people this is cool. He's going to deal with me because I thought it was cool because I thought it was good. It was fine. Yeah. So he's going to say, "Why do you think it was fine? Why didn't you ask me?" We we are never anybody else's Holy Spirit. No. There's one Holy Spirit. We are not him, and uh, he can deal with people in a lot of ways uh, far beyond what our imagination can even comprehend. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that's, that's interesting about this particular passage here is that it, it really wasn't a doctrinal discussion now at this point. Right. Okay. Originally it was a doctrinal discussion. Yeah. We've now moved away from the doctrinal discussion. And, and when Peter is telling them what these Gentiles experience was, what God did among them, yeah, they fall silent, right, and then they have a change of mind. Now that change of mind may not hold when we get down later <laughs> down the road, but at this moment they have a change of mind because you cannot argue with the experience that a man has with God. That's right, you can't because that's his experience, not your experience. Yeah. And even when you see it and it's manifest in front of your face, you can't. It, it, it's still its own personal thing, right? Yeah. I mean, if I started speaking in tongues, you, you can't know if I'm being authentic or not. Mm -hmm. You can think one way or the other, yeah, but you could be wrong. This is the point, man. It's our, our relationship with the creator is personal a hundred percent and it will never be connected to anybody else. We are, God is the hub of all connectivity in the universe. So our, we're a spoke that connects to him. So no matter how close we feel to another human, no matter how close we physically are to another human, God is still our connection. And and there's no changing that. That's right. Absolutely right. Um, so my maybe my last question here. Uh, they they re, they come to the point at which uh, they they rejoice at what God is doing. Yeah. So they they refuse to accept. They call Peter on the carpet. They fall silent and and then they rejoice. And at some point, uh, I, I think we have to be. Uh, what's the word I want to use? Open minded enough, broad enough in our understanding that that we can understand somebody else's experience may not mimic mine. Mm. It may be different. They, they may, uh, God, God may call them to the ministry and then clean them up. Yeah. He might clean them up and then call them to the ministry. Yeah. You know, um, and he may never clean them up to the standard. We believe they should be yeah, cleaned. Yeah. So to speak. And, and, and so, 
We just have to take what is happening in other people's lives that we can witness and just rejoice at what God is doing. Mm-hmm. And and really, we ought to be able to dig deeper than that. When we don't see something happening, we should know that God is always working behind the scenes in ways that we do not know and may never hear and still rejoice. Yeah. When, when we talk about going and worshiping before we enter into a conversation on a passage of scripture, um, is, isn't that part of what worship is all about? Understanding that God is bigger than us, mm-hmm. uh, is, is doing things that we don't know. He's holding all things together by the right hand of his power, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so he's he's doing things in, in the Ukraine today that, that we have no idea. He's doing things in in uh, wherever the, the Houthis are or whatever that are sending drones against our ships that, that we don't even know. He's doing things at your neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. We have no idea of. And if we are really true worshipers, we are worshiping for him for the things, not just that we see, because that's easy. Yeah. We are worshiping for the things that we don't even know. Right. That's good. Yeah, I was thinking too, a little bit of the sense of, uh, you know, when we're talking about people having an experience with God and not being our own experience. I think if I were to characterize one one quality that I would um, caution a person who got, like if someone came up to me and said, man, I'm having this experience, so on and so forth. Uh, if they use language that denotes having arrived somewhere, I would use language back to them, encouraging them and giving them uh, props for beginning their journey. Yeah, <laughs> And I think that would be, I've heard Christians say this a lot, and this is what I find funny. I've known some folks for, let's say, a decade. I'm thinking of somebody specifically. Um, I've known them for over a decade, and uh, I have heard from them at least four times in that time frame the words, God finally was able to get this through my head. Yeah. Now that, that in and of itself, pretty benign. Um, but it's it was the sense of arrival that continued with that conversation. I finally understand this completely is the idea. Okay. okay. You were doing, they were doing real good up until that exactly, point right there. Yes. Exactly. And it's like, you, you the idea that you have made a paradigm shift, this is what I find interesting, um, that that when you make a paradigm shift, a big change in the way you think, the idea of that being an arrival is the problem. It's not a problem, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just untrue. <laughs> yeah. We are on a journey in a process. So paradigm shift is one of many. Um, and those, those shifts, I mean, we can weigh the uh, severity. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, the gravity of each paradigm shift. But uh, big or small, a shift in your paradigm is a step closer to who God is. I mean, that yeah. that's our hope, right? Um, and so I think that's the thing, no matter who it is, like I deal in a world uh, where there are a lot of people who speak to me in spiritual terms that are not speaking to me in Christian terms. Um, and I weigh each moment at, in that way. They may come mm-hmm. to me and say, you know, I've been, like there's somebody I'm thinking of right now that, that uh, when I first met them was at least agnostic. Um Within a short period of time, the next statement to me is, man, it's so weird when I met you, I was 
you know, I didn't even really believe in God and now I'm praying. Okay, so what do I do with that? So like most of the Christian people I know, especially the the church leaders that I've known, would be very aggressive about getting that person to say the certain words and and probably also getting them on a path of discipleship. Um, I haven't done that. Again, I'm sure that they'll be critical of that, but but for me, I'm like, no, this is a person who I've been put in their life. I share what I share. I do it without agenda. My agenda is to do the will of the Father. So my actions aren't based on something I'm trying to accomplish with that person, but rather something that God wants me to do. And and, and that's it, right? Yeah. But I think, again, trying to, to measure that. So I just want to look at it and say, okay, are you starting a journey or you feel like you've arrived? And with this person I'm thinking of, man, they, they're on a journey. And they're aware of that. So what do I do? I sit back and relax. God's got this. Oh. It ain't on me. He uses me, but it's not. And I think this is different. God uses us as tools, but it's not our responsibility. And that's, I think, a really important piece of this. And, and I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong and you can certainly counter it. But I don't believe that it's our responsibility to do certain things. I believe that it's our opportunity to do certain things. He's presented us with the opportunity. And, and if we don't, do those things. If we're, if we're not active with the father in changing the world, um, we're just not active with the father in changing the world. It's not like the world falls apart. God just moves and has somebody else do it. He still yeah. loves us because there's two little worlds we're in, right? There's the world where I'm in a relationship with the father and it's just about he and I, and I love fest and <laughs> you know, and then there's the, the part where I'm a tool in his hands so that he's able to use me on this earth to effect change. If it's not, if I don't do the latter, it doesn't affect the former. Is that the right way I use that? I think so. <laughs> and so uh, I think a lot of people put those two pieces together, and that's where we get performance-based acceptance, is that if I don't do well as a tool in the hands of God, he doesn't like me. He doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. Mm. Rather than, no, no, that's a separate piece. Yeah. He cares about you. He loves you intrinsically. It has nothing to do with what you right. do. The doing part is just your ability to participate with him. I got three boys, and all three boys help their dad do things at totally different levels. Does it affect how I love them? No. Oh. Does it affect how grateful I am for them in the moment? Yes, 100%. But I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That's hilarious. Um, wow. Um, what do I want to say? I don't know. You've got um, three and a half minutes to say it. Okay. Um, you know, when when I'm thinking Matthew chapter four, Jesus calls uh, uh, Peter, John, James, and Andrew, says, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Uh, they, their, their change wasn't immediate. It wasn't drastic at one time. Um, it was, it was progressive as they continued to follow. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I wrote a, a mentoring training curriculum. I, um, I'm heavily involved in, in mentoring. Um, but, but I always rest in the fact that it, it in the end, it's not my responsibility. I'm intentional to be available. I'm intentional to have my ears open all the time. I'm intentional to take advantage of whatever opportunity opens. Uh, but like we said earlier, I, I am nobody's Holy Spirit. 
I don't have any rule or reign over someone else's uh, sovereign will, whatever that uh, entails and means. Um, I, I am always, though, uh, a tool in his hand uh, to speak a word, to, to love, to accept, to affirm, to encourage. And, uh, you know, Peter, Peter heard the voice of God to go to these people. Uh, he did what God asked him to do. There was a, a move of God there. He came back and, and shared, uh, overcame the objections. Uh, all all he did was, was to be obedient at each step. Yeah. That's all it was. Now, does it produce something big in the end? It did. Absolutely. But he didn't, he didn't wake up that day and go, well, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this, and God's going to bless that because that's what I'm doing. He did each one of those steps in obedience, and when he got done at the end of the day, went, wow, look what God did. Yeah, and I earnestly believe that um, if he, at the end of the uh, his experience, like when he the day was over, I actually was going to say at the end of the day, and I meant it this time, <laughs> at the end of that day, when he was at home laying in bed, getting ready to go to sleep, uh, whether one person was changed or 500 were changed, because we actually don't know the number there, yeah. um, I think he would have been equally as satisfied with the day. Yeah, You know what I mean? Um, and that's... Man, that's something we can grab a hold of too. We need to really grab a hold of that and learn that. There, there's a truth there. Uh, our our joy should should be in in the obedience and being in partnership yeah. with Him. Uh, everything's not about a metric to measure. Man, guys, say that again. Our joy should be in in being in partnership with Him, and everything's not about a metric to measure. Amen. That's good. Pray that. Wow. <laughs> Father, we just thank you today for being in the midst of this conversation for every person that's been in the sound of our voice. And we just pray that they've been encouraged that you have uh, confronted them in their paradigms and, and helped them to shift out of where they're at to where you want them to be. Father, we just declare today, we just want to be available. Uh, we want to be in partnership with you. We want to be used. We want you to, to speak to us, call us, and, and we are ready, willing, and able to go and, and do whatever you are in. And we don't want to be in anything that you are not doing. And that is our confession for today. Bless uh, this time together. Uh, whoever is, is uh, listening part of this conversation, we just strengthen them in you today in jesus name amen amen and amen thank you guys for joining us today on another redux church podcast uh make sure to join us next week uh next friday we'll be releasing our next episode uh we're finishing up acts chapter 11 and uh if you have any questions or comments go to redux.church you can reach out to uh both wayne and i and uh as i've said before we love to go to coffee I don't yeah. even drink much coffee anymore these days, but I still go. <laughs> anyway, God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.